Hey, I'm Lauren. I'm Steph. And this is Design Beat. Hello, and welcome to Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today, we're talking with another one of my design biz mastery ladies, Abby McGrew from Wayfarer Design Studio. Abby travels the world for her husband's job, and she's currently living in Romania. Abby is the founder of Wayfarer, a full-service design studio that elevates premium brands to a place of meaning, purpose, and newfound confidence. She has become known not only for her design work, but also her openness about the struggles of freelancing. Through her course, The Designer Essentials Club, Template Shop, and 101 Coaching, Abby teaches designers how to streamline their process and finally feel confident while working with clients. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you about our graphic design contract template. I worked in collaboration with my lawyer, Kirstie Lockmiller, to bring you a very thorough contract template that will help give you peace of mind when working with clients. As of this week, Design Beat listeners get 40% off, making it only $45 with code LOVETHEPODCAST at designbeatpodcast.com. The code is love the podcast and you will get 40% off making it only $45. Not bad. Not too shabby. All right. Here's Abby. Okay. <laughs> Abby. We like to start out with rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. Break the ice a little. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So first question, what's your favorite snack right now? Oh, my snacking always changes whenever we move because I have to navigate totally different grocery stores (laughs) that will have random things. But right now, I think that I just found this brand of like chocolate covered. They're not pretzels, but they're kind of like pretzels, but they have these dark chocolate covered pretzel things and they're really good. Probably too good because I can (laughs) just eat them nonstop. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm all about chocolate covered anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that sounds so good okay what is your favorite hobby probably watching true crime documentaries (laughs) (laughs) or listening to podcasts I okay yeah I get I I feel like I would get so sucked in but I can't even start because I get so scared (laughs) I don't really get scared I mean that's good yeah I don't think I really get scared doesn't really affect you Mm-mm. I, I get anything about aliens I will <laughs> really yeah if there's something about aliens I get really scared <laughs> so funny but oh, true serial killers no <laughs> that's hilarious mine is ghosts mm-hmm. oh yeah ghost, ghost stories oh I cannot mm-hmm. yeah oh that's so funny okay do you have a favorite show I'm trying to think of what I'm watching right now I mean Always classic ones like The Office, mm-hmm. New Girl. Right now I'm watching What We Do in the Shadows, and it's really good. I love Ooh, that show. I've heard of that. It's really good. It's about vampires, which is perfect that I'm in Romania now. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's kind of like The Office, honestly. It's like a, oh, really? like a do- like documentary style. 
you know like the camera they talk to the cameras all the time um yeah but it's like they're following modern family mm -hmm. but they're following vampires that live in i think that they live in new jersey or Staten Island or something. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, it's really good. <laughs> that sounds like a good October show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Last one. Favorite creative tool. Probably InDesign. I love InDesign. I guess Adobe really? InDesign. Yeah. Yeah. I really first. like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you design in it? All, all of my presentations for clients I do in InDesign. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I don't know. Whenever I first decided I wanted to be a designer, I was so I've always loved like layouts and magazine design. I worked for a magazine mm-hmm. for a little bit, and so I think I just love like creating the structure <laughs> of yeah. documents in InDesign. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's I'd say that's that my makes favorite. sense. Then it's mm-hmm. so powerful and awesome. Yeah. I just don't use it enough, and so mm-hmm. when I go in there, I'm like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool okay abby thank you for coming on the podcast <laughs> yeah thank you for having me it's so good to see you virtually talk to you it's been mm-hmm. we were saying before this it's been two years you were in okay so you were in salt lake when we did design biz mastery and mm-hmm. now i'm in salt lake area i yeah. was in idaho <laughs> before and now you're in romania yeah. <laughs> What's the goal in between? So crazy. Life is crazy. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give us just a quick intro, elevator pitch of who you are and what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So I am Abby McGrew. I'm the person behind Wayfarer Design Studio, and I've been running my design business for over five years now. And the name Wayfarer is appropriate because I travel (laughs) pretty often. Um, I really started my business so that I could travel with my husband who his job takes him to different countries. He plays basketball overseas, which is, that's a whole other thing that I (laughs) could explain because it's a a very weird, interesting, exciting lifestyle to live. Um, But yeah. yeah, Basically you have to move at any moment, right? If he gets Kind of. Yeah, there was actually whenever we came to Salt Lake City, he had been traded and it was last minute. It was like we were in Memphis, Tennessee, and we were having breakfast and they called and said, hey, you've been traded to Salt Lake City. Someone's going to call you in a few minutes and tell you how to get there Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Like, and what the Just new situation will be. Just no yes. warning at all. Yes, and the Salt Lake oh City word. team, they, they'd had a ton of injuries. Sorry, this is a whole story not related no, to the but it's it's interesting. Um, so they, they'd had a bunch of injuries, and so when they called, they said, hey, we have a game tomorrow in Arizona. We yeah. really need you to come and play because we don't have enough players. They've all been injured, so we're going to book you. It was like 10 in the morning. They were like, mm-hmm. so we found a flight out of Memphis to Phoenix at 2 p.m. today. Can you get on that flight? (laughs) And he just had to say, yeah. So he had to like pack up what he could. I drove (laughs) him to the airport and then I had to like pack up the rest of our apartment and our dog. And I came out to Salt Lake City 
probably like a week and a half after that. But yeah, it was oh wow crazy. Was that <laughs> it, sad? Like to just up yeah and leave so quickly. Yeah, a little. Just because we, I don't know. It always feels like with this lifestyle, and that's not that's not super normal to have to move that quickly and it be out of the blue. Usually, you know, in the summer is the off season, so we're home in the U.S. But then, um, you know, we'll like right now we're over in Europe and the season here will be like nine or 10 months. And, and usually we're going to be in that place for the full season. You know, okay. <laughs> It was just kind of a random thing that happens whenever he was wow. in the G league in the, in the U S which is, I don't know. I feel like a lot more common to be like traded around. Um, okay. But, it, but yeah, it does feel like each time we have to move, it's like when we've just got comfortable in a place, like we've just gotten yeah. used to everything. And like, then all of a sudden it's time to Isn't go. That always how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have a little more stability now, it sounds like. You know what to expect somewhat. I mean, kind of. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't expect to be coming to Romania. We probably had like a week's notice before we came here. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so we we off. knew that we knew that we would be going somewhere. Like it was mm. getting ready to start a new season. We knew we would go somewhere. We just didn't have any idea where. <laughs> wow. And it happened quickly. But we're That's this so is crazy. yeah. We've been doing this for five years now, so we're kind of used to. It's your normal uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you started your design business so you could have a remote job mm-hmm. and be yeah. traveling. Did you go to college in design? Yeah. So I, I went to school or for um, design, I should say. <laughs> yeah. I got my, I got my bachelor's degree in graphic design. Um, and, and yeah, I had, assumed I was going to work at an agency or something, but it was Mm -hmm. like right before my husband and I graduated from college was whenever he got the offer to go play overseas for the first time. And that we just decided let's do it. We got married and we left the, we left for Australia the day after my college graduation. Um, and wow. Yeah, so it just all happened so fast and I didn't really have time to think about what I was going to do job-wise. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. wanted, you know, to to go with him and start this new crazy adventure and so yeah, it just freelancing ended up being it was definitely not what I wanted to do because <laughs> I felt so yeah. unprepared and like I was the last person who should be starting a creative business, but really it ended up being the perfect option for me. And yeah, I'm glad that I was kind of forced to do it <laughs> so early. Yeah. It kind of forced you to learn what you needed to learn mm-hmm. and you learned the hard way. Everybody learns yeah. differently. I I was kind of the same way where I started freelancing before anything else. And mm-hmm. I totally had that insecurity of where like, this isn't what people do, like you work <laughs> at an agency or, or in-house and then you start freelancing on the side and then you quit your job once you have enough freelance clients. And I think there were more challenges that came with just jumping into freelancing, but challenges are good. <laughs> That's how yeah. you learn, right? Yeah. So how did you start getting clients? Um, 
<laughs> it was really slow. <laughs> but I, I'd say that most of my early clients I got through Instagram because I just, I didn't know what else to do other than just start creating work and sharing it as much as I possibly could. And, and it was also hard for me because we had just moved to a new country. So I didn't really have any kind of like local group of creatives or business owners that I could like network with. Mm-hmm. I went, I went to a, a design um, conference that was in Australia and I barely talked to anyone. I was just like, really? So, so young. And, and I didn't, I, I didn't know how to network or anything. So yeah, yeah I doing, still don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so networking, networking, but just like trying to share my work online through Instagram was the option that I don't know, seemed the easiest for me at the time. Yeah. Plus I, plus I knew that we were going to be moving to a different country shortly after <laughs> we were there. So it's like, what's the right. point of me trying to like, get Build involved in it yeah yeah in people locally here so you know I just kept sharing work um and doing a lot of personal projects based around the types of clients that I wanted to work with and that's kind of slowly how I started to get more clients and you know clients that I actually liked <laughs> wanted yeah. to work with yeah so how many years ago was this that you graduated and started freelancing it was 2016 Okay. Yeah. So five years ago. Mm -hmm. When did you know you wanted to study design in college? Yeah, I, I think I knew like in middle school that I wanted to be a designer and I have to give my mom credit because it was kind of her idea. I was so obsessed with my MySpace page when I was in middle school (laughs) and I would like, I would come home every day and I would redesign my MySpace page because you could choose like a different background and and like I don't yeah. know figure out like weird things to to make the like fonts change or something like there were <laughs> there were minor design things that you could tweak with it and I was just yeah. so obsessed or choosing different photos and I don't know I just I loved changing my MySpace page I would do it like every single week I'd completely redesign it and <laughs> So my mom was probably annoyed with me being on the computer all the time, just doing that. And so finally she was like, you should think about doing this for your career one day. You should try to like do web design. I think she said web design or something, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't even really know that it was a job until she had said something about it. And then it was like obvious to me, like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) And so, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So all through high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And going to college, it was easy, which I was lucky that I figured it out that early. Yeah. So you had the same major all through college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you start taking on any freelance clients in college? Yeah, I had a couple. Like we had some that were for like through our class, the the university found a couple of like local people and would pair us mm. with them to oh, have cool. our like first job. I mean, we didn't get paid for it, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was my, those are <laughs> my better. first, yeah, my first clients, but I did have like a couple of clients, like my last two years, I think in school and 
And I also had an internship my last two years of college as well. I worked in a communications office for my university doing like brochures and stuff like that. So was that a good job to give you design experience? It was for sure. They didn't have for a little bit, there was me and another intern, but they didn't have like a head designer. So Mm. we got to do a lot of work and Yeah. yeah, really had to like learn as we went, I guess. So that was good to just to like get me that experience of, you know, working without someone else necessarily telling me what to do. Um, Yeah. And also making mistakes and having to deal with it. (laughs) Um, But, but it also definitely, it definitely showed me that I, I didn't want to work in a communications office long term, Mm -hmm. just because it, it, it got to be kind of boring work. I went to a big university and so everything had to look the same. We had very strict brand guidelines that we had to follow. And so creatively it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> so I creative freedom there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's good to have those jobs that you hate so you can close that mm-hmm. door and yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. So what's something you wish you had known when you were starting out out of college? Uh, so many things. Um, I think one of the big ones is how valuable design or creative work in general is. Obviously, Mm. I knew that design was important, like that branding was important, because obviously, you know, there are huge design firms that work with huge companies. Like, obviously, I knew it was important, but I feel like no one in my classes talked about how valuable design really can be as far as like directly impacting sales and making people more money. Um, yeah. And, and changing the whole, yeah, the whole trajectory of their, of their business. And, and that like creatives can ask for compensation based on that, that it's not just about the hours that you work. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like that wasn't talked about that much from what I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. Cause whenever I first started, I was so, I was just in the mindset of like, it's about how much time I spend and that's it. Yeah. Um, Hourly pay. Yeah. I was very concerned about my age because I started so young. So mm. I wish that I had known that most clients don't really care about your age <laughs> yeah. um, or, or even necessarily. Yeah, even like the years of experience that you have, some people might care and that's okay for them to care about that. But like a lot of them just want to see that you do good work and that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I wish that I had realized that a little bit sooner. It took me a few years to realize that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And just that everyone struggles with the same stuff, I think, too. Yeah, everyone's going through it. Mm -hmm. We talked in our last interview about how when you finish college you think like now I can say I have a degree from this place and mm-hmm. like that's gonna be a great selling point mm-hmm. it's like no one ever ever asks about no. your college no. degree it's no. all about the portfolio yeah yeah and like, which is I to say a that in college yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not like it's it's not like I didn't get anything out of that 
but it people just they want to see the work yeah it's not the top priority (laughs) Mm -hmm. for sure um okay so now that you've been doing this for five ish years Mm -hmm. um what does an average day look like for you um so it it changes depending on where we're living (laughs) for sure and like what the what the time difference is because I still mostly work with U.S. based clients Um, okay but for me right now um I usually start working around like um it's 5 30 p.m. so I'm seven hours ahead of eastern of like east coast yeah yeah which seems like Crazy. it would be a huge problem, but honestly, I love it because I get to start my days really? a little bit later. Yeah, I, I start my days around like 10 a.m. or e- even later sometimes <laughs> because yeah, I, none of my clients are awake. So <laughs> it's kind of nice that That's I can awesome. like slowly get into work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I probably start around 10 and and work throughout the day. Um, and, and I'm, I don't know, able to take breaks, I guess, a little bit more easily just because it is such a weird mm. time difference. But I love that I can just kind of like start a little bit later in the day, but also I can just get to work kind of uninterrupted until the evening when my clients wake up. So it's just really nice yeah. to like to work <laughs> through most of the day and not have to think about clients emailing me constantly yeah, to like distract me more or to your to-do list mm-hmm. yeah usually if I have calls or something it's always the very end of the day so it's like mm-hmm. that's how my day ends I have a call and then I'm done and it's just like a really nice rhythm I think for me to have it sucks because whenever we go home for the summer and then I don't have that time difference mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore and I I want to still do the same thing and just like start work at 10 a.m. and and not have to respond to emails until the evening. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then I remember that, oh, everyone is awake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of nice. You have that time to like mm-hmm. get everything done before people wake up and then they can wake up to mm-hmm. what you've been working on and yeah. then you can finish. They give you feedback and you start your day with the feedback and Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's so nice. It's so nice with deadlines because I feel like if I was in the t- in the same time zone, I would feel like I need to get something to my client like first thing in the morning, yeah, you know. But am. instead, I can wait until the very end of the day, and it's still going to be first thing in the morning for them. Yeah. Oh, that's so. <laughs> it's nice. really nice. Yeah. It's funny because people people ask me about like the time difference and like if it's a real problem but honestly I think it's better (laughs) I think it's an advantage yeah (laughs) yeah I am totally the type where I like to get back like as fast as possible Mm -hmm. and my husband just yesterday he's like you do not need like 24-hour turnaround time like they're not expecting that but I'm like oh yeah it's only been like one day um Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. It's totally, it's not my clients putting the pressure on me. I just like, I like to cross things off my list and just have it done. And so that would be nice to have like that cushion of like, you can still give it to them first thing in the morning, but 
Mm-hmm. It's as if you're working through the night, but it's your day. That's yeah. a nice advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes clients still forget. <laughs> Sometimes oh, they'll yeah. forget. And like just last week, I had a client forget that I was so far ahead and I woke up to like 10 emails <laughs> from oh, them. Oh, wow. But, but usually, I, usually I do a good job of like they understand that, you know, we're in different time zones and that like I'm going to respect that they're in a different time zone so that yeah. they'll also respect that I'm in a different time zone. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And do you find yourself working late? Not really, honestly. No, I think that I've done a good job of like setting up my project timelines and everything so that I have plenty of time to get stuff done and I don't, I don't have to work super late or anything. And I've just gotten better. I mean, I, there were definitely times in the early years where I worked a little too late. Like I remember when I worked for a magazine um, and that one was hard because they were on the West coast and it was like a different type of job where like I kind of needed to meet tight deadlines and there were lots of people involved and I was having to do calls at like 10 o'clock at night and it sucked. (laughs) And so now now I'm a little bit more firm. Like if a client is wanting me to do something, I'm just like, I'm sorry, it's too late here. I'll do it first thing in the morning. I don't know. That's I'm awesome. a bit you. more strict with my boundaries. <laughs> if I had a client call at 10 PM, it would not be very productive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my yeah. brain is done at that mm-hmm. hour. <laughs> yeah. If you guys haven't checked out Skillshare yet, you need to. You can learn about pretty much any creative field from the best of the best. And one thing I love about Skillshare is that you don't have to pay per class. You just get a membership and you have access to all of their classes. And it's self-paced so you can start as many classes as you want. You don't have to finish anything. You can jump around. If you want to brush up on any of your skills or learn something new, Skillshare is a really great place to do that. You can get 40% off an annual membership at the link in our show notes. What would an ideal day look like for you? Gosh, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not that different from what I'm doing now. I think that maybe I would just want to go out more. Like (laughs) maybe, Mm. maybe always be like going out to for lunch more. Cause even though we live in a different country, we get so set in our routines and forget to like really experience where we are (laughs) a ton like you know and so yeah sometimes I know that I just I get so zoned in with my work and I I think Mm -hmm. my ideal day would just be similar schedule to what I'm doing now but prioritizing like going out and exploring a bit more like making room in my schedule to do that because yeah yeah it's it's That's a waste. Definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's when you work from home. Yeah, it's a waste for us to be here and not, you know, do our best to get the full experience yeah. while we can. Yeah, yeah. I even have that pressure, like when it's nice outside. So mm-hmm. I bet when you're in a new country, you're like, oh, we have so much to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite part about what you do? I, I mean, genuinely, I just love to design. Like. 
I would do it for free if I had to. I, I don't want to do it for free, but <laughs> she's not going to. No. <laughs> um, but like I I just love to. I mean, that's why I think I sometimes I have trouble getting out and exploring just because I want to work on a personal project or something, even if it's not client work. I just I love to design. Um, but I also love getting to work with clients and they're starting their own business um, or have already started their own business. And, and I love being able to help them either feel more confident in taking their business to the next level or just, I don't know, feeling like they can actually do what they're hoping to do that, you know, their branding or their website isn't going to hold them back and they can just go ahead and pursue any opportunities that come their way. I love that. Yeah. Do you have employees? I have a project manager who works with me, but I'm actually getting, she's a contract position, like a contractor okay. position, but I'm actually getting ready to hire my first part-time employee, like an actual employee, um, which is really exciting. But I also, I work with um, web developers too, depending on the okay. project. Sometimes, yeah. You do design and development, right? Yeah. Or did you just used to do development and now you've outsourced it? I still do some development, but I'm outsourcing it more. <laughs> yeah. Days, um, so I can focus more on other things because development takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so much brain power. Yeah. Yeah. Design and development take like two different parts of your brain. Mm-hmm. To, so to use both, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your employee? What uh, do they do? I'm going to be hiring a junior designer. Um, yeah, to to work with me. Cool. Permanently. I've I've had a junior designer that I've worked with like project by project. Um, but yeah, this time I'm, I'm going to be having someone who's like an official employee working with me all the time because it's so hard when you do yeah it's so hard when you do contractors sometimes because if there's something that's urgent like you don't want to I don't know like dictate their time too much legally you're not supposed to dictate their time too much so I'm excited to have Mm. someone that is like fully just working with me and yeah yeah. And then you don't have all the back and forth of, mm-hmm. could you do this? How much do you charge? What's mm-hmm. your availability? And when you need that extra help, usually it is urgent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason you can't do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. First employee, official employee. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Nervous, but really excited. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Speaking of loving what you do, wanting to do it for free, how do you decide how much to charge? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've slowly raised my prices over the years, and I've I've tried to do more value based pricing, especially over the last few years. But honestly, I still struggle with pricing sometimes, and I think that I. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because I, I work with a variety of types of clients. And so, you know, some of them are three or five years into running their business. So they're going to have bigger budgets. 
but sometimes they're just getting started. And so it's hard to charge by value sometimes with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. but I think that I kind of just go with my gut too, <laughs> with pricing, like no matter what, what type of like pricing strategy I'm using, I'm just gonna, yeah, follow my gut. And I'm, you know, I'll write down the pricing options in my Google doc and I'll sit with it and think like, do I really feel good about these prices? And then probably change them. You know, I'm, I'm Mm. always gonna, I'm always gonna present something that I really feel is, is fair. Yeah. To me. Do you have your prices on your website? No, I don't. (laughs) I remember that was something we talked about in design biz Mm -hmm. mastery. Yeah. I actually remember you saying that you liked having them on there, Mm -hmm. but that you wanted to, there was some story, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like I remember you saying you liked having them on there and then you like switched something up and didn't have them on there. And that was when you had an inquiry and were able to charge like way more than what your prices on your website were. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I, it was, yeah, Morgan, Wrap. I had talked to her, I think, like privately about <laughs> putting my prices on my website, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Nope, just take them off for like." Yeah, that's something she was big on. Yeah, she she was like, "Just take them off for a month and just see what happens. If nothing positive happens, then go back to the way it was. That's fine." She's like, "But just give yeah. it a try." And I and I liked having them on there. I think because whenever I was starting, I had no idea what to charge or what other people were charging. Totally. So I was so appreciative when other designers put their prices on their website because that helped me understand what was normal to charge. Yeah, um, me too. But I took my prices off my website and like immediately I had someone reach out to work with me. And it was someone that like, I would have never guessed that their budget was as big as it was. Um, But I had just asked in my contact form for them to give, you know, an idea of what their budget was. And yeah, she selected something much higher than what I was charging before. And so yeah, that that allowed me to like, I don't know, I guess it just opened my eyes like, oh, there are people, I just never thought that someone would reach out to me and expect to pay that much, but clearly totally. <laughs> she did. And oh if, my goodness. if my prices had been on my website, she would have just, you know, not even mentioned that she was willing to spend that much. She would have just said, uh, yeah, no, just I'll pay, it. I'll pay what you put on your site, you know? Yeah, like that sounds better. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy that we, we put like these limitations on people like, oh, I'm sure they would not do it for more than this. But I was just having a conversation with someone and in my mind, I would think they would want, so they had their website done. They had like a big, they had like brand strategy website, a whole big package. And in my mind, I would think they probably wouldn't spend more than like three, maybe five thousand. Mm-hmm. And they said they paid someone thirty-five thousand. <laughs> and I was like, I I shouldn't assume mm-hmm. that these people are going to pay what I think they would pay. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> that's why discovery calls are so important to just fill it out and see what they value and what their clientele is because 
as designers, we obviously don't know about every single industry and how much everyone is making and what's valuable to who, when. And I, it just like blew my mind because it was like, I could have, I mean, this wasn't, they had it done like a year ago and they weren't like asking me to do it or anything. But it was like, if I had contacted them at that time and offered to do their branding and website for 20000 they would have thought that was a steal of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like gave me hope. I'm like, oh, there's not like a cap. People don't have the same cap that I have mm-hmm. of what I think they should pay. Yeah. And it's hard because I feel like we kind of will raise our prices and it feels so scary. And then yeah. we kind of get comfortable at that new price when really we could still raise it even more. And that's definitely like, I still struggle with that. Like right now I've been questioning what I've been charging. I'm like, yeah, I know I could be charging more, but sometimes it just feels so hard to, to make that change. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I can definitely like sense it in myself that I'm like, I know that I could be charging more than what I am. I just have to do it. Yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And it totally, it depends on the clients too, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time, I think it's really important to work with good people who you really vibe with. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I I struggle with wanting to work with certain people. Yeah. And then, like I said, assuming how much they would want to Mm -hmm. pay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not super motivated by money either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's part that's of it too for me. Cause there, there are, there are clients that like, they just don't have a huge budget. And, and for those people, like, I will try to, to compromise and create a package that, that works for their budget, but is still fair to me. But it's like, yeah, at that point, it's like, of course, I want to be paid fairly, but I really just want to work with them. <laughs> like yeah. I just, I want to make it work because, because it's a good project and, and I would you yeah. know, be excited to work on it. So yeah, it, it's tough. It's really tough. And I have had times where I've charged way less mm-hmm. and then that has led to another awesome project that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And it, and it works out. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know. That is something I struggle with for sure though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That money mindset. I need, I need help with that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you find clients? Are you at the point in your business where people are just coming to you or do you, do you outreach at all? Um, so I, I've never really done like cold pitching myself or like Mm -hmm. cold emails. That's just never really Mm -hmm. been my thing. So yeah, I've, Right now, I'd say I'm getting clients mostly still through Instagram, even though I've been horrible about posting on Instagram lately. But a lot of people still find me that way. But also referrals, either past clients referring me or other designers who, you know, someone approaches them and they can't take it on. So they'll refer their clients to me. Yeah, I would say nice. those are the main avenues that people are are coming to me through. Awesome. So you have templates that you sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what portion of that is your income? Like products, client work? Mm-hmm. How does that all pan out? Yeah. So I it was in 2019 that I launched 
I launched a course and then also my templates. So the, the course is kind of like all of the templates together, but a bunch of extra stuff mixed in. <laughs> and then the templates are kind of like the, I don't know, the cheaper option for people that just want to get like advice on one part of their process or something. But mm. 2019, when I first added that side of my business, it immediately doubled my Whoa. income. Yeah, it was that's so cool. crazy. Went so much better than I expected. Last year, my income was more from the course and the template shop than it was from my client work, but I only worked with six clients total in 2020. Okay. One, because I was taking time off, but also because of COVID, <laughs> I think. Like yeah, it, was a, it was a really weird totally. year. But yeah, I was so grateful that those other parts of my business, the passive income made up for for taking time off and just like not having yeah. clients. And yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. And how cool that you had that in place mm -hmm. the year before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it definitely took, awesome. it took a lot of work to, <laughs> to grow it to be sustainable and kind of, you know, sell on its own. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome that you were able to be so successful with those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> what projects are you excited about right now? So I have one project that I've been working on for a good chunk of the year. It's taken, we've done branding, a lot of packaging and a website. And it's just kind of, it's been a big project just because it's been a little slow <laughs> with, especially with the packaging stuff. Like it's the biggest packaging mm. project that I've done so far, as far as like, you know, the clients ordering all these samples and making sure the bottles look good and then having to change the design of the, I don't know. It's just, they're mm -hmm. so, it, back and forth. it's so such a tedious process <laughs> whenever you're doing yeah. so, so many packaging pieces, but I'm so excited about it because it's a really cool brand. They're starting with a, um, a cleaning kit, but um, oh. they'll, they'll expand to other home goods um, in the future, but kind of their mission is to, minimize your cleaning, home cleaning routine and kind of just create simpler, smarter solutions. And so they're, Love that. yeah, they're the, the kit comes with like glass bottles, but the, the cleaning solution rather than like shipping you a bunch of water, basically, which is what would come mm -hmm. in like a cleaning spray bottle or something. You just get these little tablets that you fill up the bottle with your own water at home and drop in the tablet and then it becomes your cleaning spray. And yeah, they're Smart. just, they're just really cool, good people that have been awesome to work with. And um, yeah, cool. I'm just so proud of the the branding and, and everything that we ended up creating. So I'm really excited to see everything come together, like all the packaging and yeah, it's going to be yeah. really cool. It's always fun to hold tangible things mm -hmm. that you've designed yeah I don't do that much but when I do it's like oh I can actually hold it in my hands yeah yeah and and they're they're it's a brand so they're a brand new business and it's always so exciting as a designer when it's like they're just getting started but they're like no we want to do everything <laughs> like we yes. don't we don't want just a couple Clean of things slate. and then we'll do everything ourselves like we want 
your help with everything. <laughs> so that's always oh, that's exciting. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice when you have that full control and you don't mm-hmm. have to be working with another designer's designs over here and making it match this over here. Mm-hmm. You just have complete free reign. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. When you feel stuck when you're designing, what do you do to get unstuck? Motivate yourself mm-hmm. to keep creating. I will either <laughs> go usually do dishes, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say, but I feel like one, there are always dirty dishes to be washed, <laughs> but I feel yeah, like, always. I feel like it's a good way for me to like reset my brain by not looking at a screen. So I'll go and like turn on a podcast and listen to it and do dishes and that just kind of like makes me not think about design <laughs> for I a little that. bit yeah or I'll also do personal projects that's the other thing that I'm that I might do mm-hmm. if it's if it's not me like staring at a computer screen for too long then I, I might just like take a break from whatever I'm working on and work on something for fun because I feel like that's so important as a creative is to actively make time in your schedule to do work for fun, not just be doing client work 24 seven. And that that usually helps me to get some random ideas out (laughs) so that then I can think a little bit more clearly on my client work. And it makes you a better designer for your clients Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that you do dishes. My husband would love that. <laughs> I I hated I hated doing dishes for a long time, but I don't know why. I, I don't love it. But podcast makes it better. Yes. Yes. Especially. <laughs> dishes are like the thing that we're always like, I did them last time. Mm-hmm. It's your yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, so productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also been because we've lived in Europe a few times and we usually don't have a dishwasher. So there's oh, no yeah. choice but to have to hand wash them. So it's, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I feel like that's why I started doing them more and then it kind of became my thing. <laughs> Your ritual. Yeah. I love that. Is there anything you want to plug or tell us about or tell us where we can find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, my handle is at Wayfarer Design Studio. Feel free to follow me on there. Shoot me a message if you have questions about something. I'm happy to to answer them. You're a great person to follow on Instagram, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tons of like helpful content. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I, I don't know. I've just always taken the approach that like anytime I'm struggling with something or have figured something out, I'm always eager to to share about it. <laughs> like I, yeah. yeah, that's why I created all the templates and as many resources as possible, I feel like for designers, because I just, when I started, I had no idea how to yeah. do so many things and you know, school was great, but it didn't, it didn't teach me how to work with clients. And <laughs> that's a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're trying yeah. to, to build a, a successful business. So yeah, I try to share as much advice as I possibly can as I've failed my way forward. <laughs> I yes. guess. I love that. I love how open you are. 
Yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. And you have courses, templates. Yeah. My course, it's called the the Designer Essentials Club. It's a, a course where you get all of my presentation templates, but also it's just kind of like a community for designers. And, and I share basically everything about how I run my design business and and also all of the mistakes that I made as a designer. I feel like that's where I'm pretty open about stuff on Instagram, but in the mm-hmm. in the club I I have these like true story lessons and pretty much any time I mess up <laughs> as a designer or like <laughs> or something goes wrong, I turn it into a lesson for that and I just share like this is what I did wrong, this is what I wish I would have done differently and yeah, wow. it's probably my favorite part about about that about that the course so to show that. Yeah, because that, that's what I wish people would have told me when I started. Like, I don't care about what you think is like, this is the way, these are the steps you take to be successful. Like, I want to hear about when you really messed up <laughs> because yeah. that's what we're, we're all going to mess up at some point. And like that to me is the most helpful way to to learn. Totally. And if nobody else is sharing it, you feel like you're the only one. Yes, messing ex- up. exactly. So that's why I'm, I, I have no shame. I will tell you about <laughs> the stupidest <laughs> stuff that I've done <laughs> as a designer. Oh, awesome. and, and yeah, in hopes that, you know, it'll, like you said, make other people feel like, oh, it's okay that I'm going to mess up or like I did this too and that's fine. Um, but also be able to avoid making the same mistakes too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. You're awesome, Abby. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This is this is great. Thank you for listening. Isn't Abby awesome? Love her. As always, you know, we love if you share about the podcast in any way and those reviews, you guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast and you haven't, left a review yet. This is your sign. Today's the day. I have a good feeling about it. I think today's the day you're going to write a review. (laughs) To stay up to date on all things Design Beat, you can follow us on Instagram at Design Beat Podcast or check out our website, designbeatpodcast.com. You can join our mailing list there. Haven't sent out an email yet, but who knows? Maybe today's the day for that too. Next week, we'll be hearing from Sarah Meitler, muralist. She's awesome. Catch you later. Hello, I'm Roby. You're listening to Design Beat. Bye. Love you. Love you. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Design B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Players. Good job.